On Sunday, we wrapped up a series on relationships, a beneficial series to me personally, and hopefully to anyone in relationship. So everyone. In the past, when I did those series, I would call them friends and lovers because I think a biblical perspective on relationship applies to any relationship. The application is different, but the biblical truth is the same. And this was on the three steps of repairing or healing relationships. And those three steps, biblically speaking, there are more steps depending on what we're talking about. But the big steps, theologically and interpersonally, are forgive, repent, reconcile. And repentance is not always possible, and reconciliation is certainly not always possible in such a bent and corrupted world as this. Forgiveness is essential and must happen immediately. Matthew 6, 14 and 15. But this past week we talked about reconciliation, which is really enjoying the fruit of the other two steps, enjoying the result of allowing the Holy Spirit to fill us with humility, to fill us with confidence that God loves us and likes us, that he has reconciled us to Jesus, that Jesus has forgiven us, that Jesus has called us to a life of repentance, Mark 1, 14 and 15. And then that humility allows us to be reconciled with other humans if they are willing to take those steps also. And what I want to talk about this episode of Five More Minutes is the speed or the tempo of reconciliation. So as we talk about forgiveness and define it correctly, that we must release our role in the punishment of others, that we must absorb some of the pain that they cause, that we must even desire their good and not desire their ruin, and we get there through praying psalms, and we get there through the Holy Spirit's comfort of us, um, that's forgiveness. Repentance is much easier to define, or much swifter to define, which is uh, turn. When a brother or sister or coworker or spouse, parent, child, tells us about a harmful behavior, we turn. We tell them we're sorry, we ask for their forgiveness, and then we stop doing that or start doing what we were not doing that they would have considered love. Reconciliation is the fruit of that, though. It's the hug after we have asked for forgiveness and after we have repented, which means it takes some time. And there's, this is an art. This is not, reconciliation is not a science, though some elements of it, as, Matthew, as Jesus would describe in Matthew 18 and in other parts of the Bible, are scientific in terms of get friends to help you with this. Reconciliation is the hug. It's when you do something fun after a fight. It's when you enjoy the friendship that is so much more robust now because you have actually conflicted some. But there's a tempo. So if we go too slow with reconciliation, it's cruel. What we're actually doing is revealing that we have not forgiven them. We're revealing that their repentance did not matter as much to us as Christianly it should. Anytime someone repents to us, it should matter to us a great deal. It's an incredible honor for someone to be willing to relationally do that. If we go too slow, it's cruel. We are essentially displaying our unforgiveness by punishing them. But if we go too fast, it's shallow, right? Of course I forgive you. Of course it's fine. I don't know about you, and some personality types are more driven to this than others. I say it's fine or it's okay way before I should a lot of times when someone has hurt me, especially if they have hurt me profoundly. What I should say, and it's so hard to say this, is thanks. When I don't say thanks, when I say fine, what I'm actually doing is I'm offering a shallow picture of reconciliation to the friend that's engaging me. At the same time, if I'm unwilling to even speak with them, then I'm punishing them. So I'm actually violating one of the principles of forgiveness 
which is to release my role in punishing them. And we're like, I would never punish someone else. Well, when we give them the silent treatment, that can be a punishment. At the same time, some of us can abuse the other side of this and demand, like, you need to forgive me. It only works from the forgiver's standpoint, the one who is offended. But again, my point is that when we walk through the process of forgiveness and repentance into the enjoyment of those two steps, which is reconciliation, we're careful to not go too slow because oftentimes that would be punishing, but not go too fast because that would be shallow. Depending on the depth of the hurt, there is a tempo. And I don't know if it's 35 miles an hour or 55 miles an hour or 75 miles an hour. I don't know if it begins with a note or an email or a text or waiting a year. But as we pray and talk to our good friends about this and search the scriptures, such as Romans 12, 18 or Hebrews 12, 14, that say strive for peace with everyone. Romans says, if possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. So the reason Paul nuances that is because of what I'm talking about. Our goal is to forgive immediately, as soon as is humanly possible, using all of the Psalms and all of our ability to cast our burdens on the Lord and then be capable of releasing. But then when we know we've hurt someone, either through omission, through missing an opportunity for love or commission, which really covers a lot. So if someone's mad at us, there's something that could be talked about. We repent and then we enjoy coming back together. But my encouragement, as I've encouraged all along the series, is tempo. If we go too fast, it's actually shallow reconciliation. But if we don't allow reconciliation, it shows that we have not forgiven them. These steps Jesus gave us as we wait on his return are so that we might enjoy relationship, that we might enjoy the companionship that we are made for, the communal life that we're made for, whether we're married or single, whether we have a large family or a small one, whether we work in a large office space or not. And those steps are forgiveness, repentance, and reconciliation. Reconciliation.